Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. By the way, we're going to have, if I get elected president, free college education. Four years of college. Flat Let me out. tell you about my college experience, right? Yep. Um, you know, I'm from New York, so when you're in high school and, or middle school, they give you a, a free metro car so you could travel for you to be able to go. To people with diplomas, and people without diplomas, college students, crummy students, great students, horrible students, dumb people, liberal people, conservative people. Everybody was doing the best they've ever done. That's right. Hello, dumb people. Crummy students. How is everybody? I hope you're all well. Hold on, Cardi. Hang on one second. We're going to get to you. Got a lot of audio today. There's a lot of stuff going on. Man, have you seen this? Seattle and Portland over the weekend. Just absolutely crazy. Crazy. It is so frigging violent over there. The video is ridiculous. Just brutal beatdowns of people. And the the people doing the beating are Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And I'm sorry, they're, it, it is what it is. You do not see this violence in, amongst... I mean, I don't even know who's, who's left. Uh, I mean, there wasn't the Tea Party. Just This wasn't their thing. This is vicious. Guy got kicked in the head, knocked out yesterday. I just saw some video of, uh, I guess it's a trans woman, just getting the hell beat out of her. And uh, this guy tried to help her, and he got beat up. It's just, it's crazy. And the problem is, the challenge is it's sanctioned. I mean, you've put people on a pedestal in elected leaders. In giving them carte blanche to say whatever they want in the name of social justice and in the name of righting a wrong from years ago. And they're activists and they're radicals and they're pushing into the limit. And 
it's messed up. I'm not going to play any of the sounds of people getting the crappy out of me. Did, did enough of that yesterday. But it's being egged on. It's being said out loud at these rallies. This is um, this is in Portland. This is in the woman named Letha Winston yesterday. We're going to turn up to the point where we're going to be too hot for them to even handle. They're going to need more than a gas, whatever you call it. A flashbang, they better come with something harder than that. Because we're getting ready to get armored up around here. You're going to need more than a flashbang to fuck with us. Anybody that's really down for justice, you got to know it's two ways of justice. It's either justice or the highway. With me. If you're not out here doing justice like I'm doing justice, goodbye. I don't have time for the games. You hear that? You do it my way or get the hell out of here. Can you imagine in Boston, Massachusetts, had the like free speech rally a couple of years ago at the Parkman Bandstand? Had any of this stuff been said, the Walsh would have ordered those cops to grab those people and drag them away. This is inciting violence, and it's being celebrated. I got anxiety like I don't know what, but guess what? You think that's going to stop Patrick Kimmons' mama from getting justice? No. Absolutely not. That's her son. Her son was shot dead by Portland police two years ago. He was, there's video of the shooting. He was, uh, he had shot and injured two people in, during the altercation. He was charging cops while shooting with his gun, and then the cops shot him dead. 27-year-old kid. Absolutely not. I will continue my mission by any means necessary. I said I will continue my mission for justice by any means So you listen to this too. She's going to say it one more time. Listen to the word she says. I said that I will continue my mission for justice to hold police accountable for murders and murdering our people by any means necessary. Yep, any means necessary. That's damn right. No limits. Why not? I mean, the voices are these. The similar voices are in Congress. Similar voices uh, represent districts in Massachusetts. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Great, great. Thank you, Ayanna Presley. That's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we need at a time like this. But no, it's Trump sowing all the division. Jesus, give me a break. Give me a break. So we're going to go a little more lighthearted today because the, the the audio out there is lighthearted. For a reason not known to me. Well, I guess it is known to me, and you'll, you'll find out very quickly the reason for this. Joe Biden's not doing a lot of interviews. He's had trouble when he's done what should be softball interviews. You know, calling a guy a crackhead or whatever a couple of weeks ago, telling another interviewer that he wasn't black. So now they they bring out Cardi B, the pop star, uh, Cardi B, twenty seven years old, uh, to interview Joe Biden for Elle magazine. This goes how you think it's going to go, but this time they're not they're not even you know fooling anymore. This time they heavily edited the video, so it's very choppy. 
because they've they've just taken so much out. I mean, maybe, maybe they they'll say that they did it for expediency, but it doesn't. Uh, it uh, it was obviously heavily edited, and I I can understand how how it would be because Cardi B and Joe Biden are come from two very different worlds, and to have him, it, you'll. I don't mean to disparage either of them. Congratulations on her and her success. She's done very well. Joe Biden has obviously had a lot of success. But these, they're just, they just come from two very different worlds. So Cardi B, uh, by the way, she's got the number one hit song in the country. Maybe the world now. It's called WAP, W-A-P. You can look it up. It is a, um, I guess she'd say a feminist anthem. She seems to be very comfortable with her body. Um, listening to the lyrics, I'll play. This is the clean version. Um, <laughs> this is the clean. I'll just play a little bit, bit of this. The word you're hearing is whores. That's Cardi. Seven days a week. Make that make that game weak. Yeah, you dealing with some wet, wet, wet. So okay, that uh, I think that's that. Not accounts that um, is that an adjective? Wet? I guess it would be an adjective, right? Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. But um, so anyway, so the WAP, the song, the first word to that is wet, and the rest I, I don't know. You can look it up. So anyway, she's kind of a very edgy uh, rapper. She's very uh, comfortable, I would say. It sounds to me just by listening to that and another thing I listened to a couple days ago. She seems to be very comfortable uh, in her sexuality, and I, I guess that's very healthy. All right, so so uh, Joe Biden decides that they're going to have this. She interviews him. He interviews her thing uh, today. And um, let's dive right in. Oh, snap. How you doing? Hi, Biden. How are you? How are you? The name's I'm, Joe. Well, hello there, Joe. Hi. Uh, as a matter of fact, why don't you meet my daughter, the love of my life, the life of my love. She's a fan of yours. Hi, a, how are you? This Hi, is Ashley. Good, how are you doing? She's a fan of Ashley Biden is almost 40 years old. But she's a fan of Cardi B, who's 27 and uh, whose background singers, you know, uh, that talk about whores in the house that's fine it's okay that's fine what we have here is your first and you're going to learn how to recognize this as we go through this interview this is a first super pander from joe biden in this interview we understand what he's doing that was they set out to do this they want the young vote they want the um they want the black vote uh cardi b is very popular and she is a young black woman superstar and so Joe's going to throw in everything in there, kitchen sink included, to show Bar uh, Cardi B that he is down. Oh, snap. How you doing? Hi, buddy. How are you? How are you? The name's I'm Joe. Well, hello there, Joe. Uh, as a matter of fact, why don't you meet my daughter? The love of my life. The life of my love. She's a fan of yours. Hi, a, how are you? This Hi, is Ashley. You? Good. How you doing? There's a lot of Cardi B fans named Ashley, I'm going to guess. You know the I'm nickname she gave her father when she was growing up? 
She'd call me Joey B. So yeah. we may be related Cardi or something. B. Yep, Cardi B and Joey B. We get it, Ashley. We I'm heard a huge it. Fan. I just okay, to say Joey, hi. how you doing? <laughs> huge fan. I just wanted to say hi. So you get it, Cardi B, Joey B. It's worth a try. I'm not. I'm not judging him. You know, politics can be shameful sometimes, and uh, but hey, you got to do it. We've all done. We've all had to be that person. Okay, it's just in this. This is. It seems like a tough stretch for Joe to be on the same signal as Cardi B. But Ashley's a big fan, so he's probably heard the songs around the house. He probably uh, sings WAP, probably knows all the lyrics. Biden, let me tell you something. Well, you have. I love her for saying Biden. I got to tell you that. I got it. I, I do like. I like her. I like her attitude. And. <laughs> hey, she's made a lot of money. You know, she calls him Biden. He just said his name was Joey B in order to bond. You know, it was his second pander of the morning. You know, Ashley reinforced it. No, she's having none of it. Biden, let me tell you something. When you have kids my age, uh, like the one my age, two years old, your schedule never go as planned. You know what I'm saying? I, I, You're telling I me? I got four kids, five grandkids. Come on. I'm an expert. Hey, Joe, calm down. Calm down. No one's threatening you. Don't have to treat her like she's Charlemagne the God or that guy from MSNBC. It's okay. You're telling me? We get it, Joe. We get it. We, by the way, let me hear that again. Biden, let me tell you something. When you have kids my age, uh, like the one my age, two years old, your schedule never go as planned. You know what I'm saying? I, I, You're telling I, me? I, I got four kids, <laughs> five grandkids. Come on. I'm an expert. Now, uh... I think the counts off and the grandkids. It's none of my business, and it's fine. It's nitpicking. It's that's fine. That's fine. All right. So this is. It's going like this for the first couple of minutes, and then Cardi B enters or assumes her like her real like uh, I guess persona, and um, you tell me if you hear something interesting about uh, about this. I just want more stricter laws that is fair to black citizens. And you know, it's fair for cops too. If you kill somebody that is that doesn't have a weapon on them, you go to jail. You know what? If I kill somebody, I gotta go to jail. You gotta go to jail too. What was that noise at the end? Huh? can't make noises like that to a 79-year-old guy like Joe Biden. He doesn't know what to do with that information. His mind can't process that. I do think that her you know, or her her um her expedited um you know jury of your peers system. Uh I can't think of the word cuz I need the word right now. What's it called? Where every speedy trial action. I do think that that uh, seems like it's not fully constitutional and that perhaps um you know, they should get a day in court and maybe there's, you know, other circumstances to somebody being shot or, or killed when they're not uh, charged. But if she's talking about police reform and um, and police brutality issues resulting in deaths, that's a fair, it's a fair thing. The noise at the end is interesting because she stops talking. I just want more stricter laws and then that is fair to black she, citizens. Then there's silence. And you know, then she makes that noise. And then there's more silence. And Biden just stands there. Looking straight that forward. And have a weapon on them, you go to jail. You know what? If I kill somebody, I got to go to jail. You got to go to jail too. 
What? Look! Oi. <laughs> so, the, most of this interview is uh, Biden just name drop, just absolute pandering name dropping. He breaks them all out. There's nothing that he's holding back. He intends to win Cardi B over by using every single term uh, in the woke social justice crowd uh, lexicon that he can that he can pluck from it. John Lewis used to say the vote is the most. Oh, why do you bring him up? Of all the people to bring. Powerful, nonviolent tool you have. Use the power to change for the change you want by voting. Look, I'm a lot older than you to state the obvious. When I was in high school, that what happened was we had the civil rights movement would just be started. And what happened? Along came Bull Connor and his dogs. He thought he was... Hey, Joe's throwing it all in here now. It's Bull Connor time. When he was in high school, Bull Connor, of course, Bull Connor, I don't know that Bull Connor was in Delaware, but it doesn't matter. Joe is rolling, and he's going to throw everything into this woke stew for Cardi B. He's going to drive a wooden stake into the heart of the civil rights movement. But when all those folks who never realized, never saw before what was happening in the South, they lived in places where there were very few black people, didn't know any black people. All of a sudden they saw Bull Connor with dogs ripping off the clothes of black women, Jesus. elderly women going to church and kids being knocked down with fire hoses and their skin being ripped off. Jesus, Joe. Probably not historically inaccurate, though. You know, I get it. I get it. As Dr. King said, Oh, come on. Oh, come on, Joe. Leave a couple of things on the table. As Dr. King said, We had the second emancipation. We had the Voting Rights Act and we had the Civil Rights Act. Mm. I think I heard you say somewhere along the line what I've been saying. This cell phone has changed America. She, did, she, she said nothing about that. She said nothing about that whatsoever. She did not start to say something about the along the lines of the cell phone, but he thinks he might have heard it. It's not as if he's just, you know, uh, conjuring that up uh, so that he can make get to another point that he's got preloaded. Because what happens now? We're at a point where some brave kid, 15 years old, can stand there and for for a total of eight minutes and 46 seconds take a photograph of a black man whose family I know and met with and understand and spent time with. And watched and met him with, brutally murdered. And understood. Brutally murdered. And spent time with George Floyd. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Cardi B, George Floyd, right? You know that, right? Who you may have heard. I didn't use that. Uh, your non, your non uh, mentioned non sequitur. I didn't just make that out of thin air for, for no reason. I think I heard you say somewhere along the line what I've been saying. This cell phone. Uh, George Floyd and parent, I hang out with them. That's uh, those are all mine. <laughs> ah. Look, I have a friend. Let who, me let me guess. Let me guess something about the friend. There's a congressman in Mississippi, Benny Thompson, and a very well-known congressman, African American. Oh, you don't say. He called me two weeks ago. He said, "Joe, Joe, I just came from a a, a, a protest in Mississippi." Ah. She's got to know. I mean, you don't do... She came from nothing, essentially, and made a huge career and worked and worked and worked to get to that career. You don't do that well without having at least a high level of street smarts and knowing when somebody's playing you. She's got to be like, Jesus, guy, just leave something... Biden, leave something tabled. Leave something tabled. You're mentioning every black person or reference you could possibly do. Every You know, we've gone to Selma and... 
and uh, Bull Connor. We're at George Floyd's funeral now. We're hanging with his family now. We've we've done John Lewis. You hang with John MLK now. Benny Thompson. Leave something, Joe. Don't go to everything, every you know uh, trope or every uh, you know cliche or reference or name drop that you can get to. She gets it. You're down with the with the social justice movement. I think she gets it by now. But Joe is a seasoned politician, and he knows that uh, you don't just uh, you don't just uh, you know slather uh, you know your pander all over somebody in one fashion. There are cross sections to hit. The reason I'm so optimistic is because of your generation. Ah, here we go. You're Let me guess. Are you impressed with their generation, Joe? The smartest, the best educated. Even she, she must know that that's not true. She must know that their, her generation is not the smartest. It's simply not. My generation is not the smartest either. I don't know who the smartest was. Maybe it was the. Maybe it was the boomers. I don't know. It's not this one. It wasn't mine. The least prejudiced and the most engaged generation in American history. Yeah, that, um, uh, what's her name? Letha Winston sounded uh, least prejudiced. History. And you're going to change things. You're going to change them. You're the reason I have such incredible hope. I really mean it. I'm not being trying to be nice. It's a fact. Okay, we get it. Emphasis, emphasis, emphasis. I'm not kidding. Look. So there we go. He's buttering up Cardi B. Why not? That was today's mission. You know, 82 days till the the um, election. He's got a speech to make in a couple of days at the DNC. Tonight, by the way, it starts with uh, headline speaker John Kasich. That should be just wonderful. John Kasich is a total and utter jerk. I have met him in person, and he was a jerk. He didn't ra- he didn't shake my hand, and his handler behind him just I said, oh, "It's just John." Uh, and he was just a prickly jerk. He he tried to pander too when he came and met us and had a chat with us. He's like, "Yeah, when I'm when I'm in Boston, I go to Little Italy. You know, I'll eat uh, I'll eat a pizza from Little Italy. That's where I go." It's like it's nobody. It's not Little Italy here, idiot. It's the North End. It's Little Italy in New York, but doesn't matter. Who cares? Kasich's a jerk, but. But uh, he's going to be at the. I don't think that was a good choice for the Democrats because what are you trying to show with with John Kasich? He's why don't you just get uh, you know the Lincoln Project people out there? All right, so where are we going? Joe Biden's panda there. And then here's the thing: here's <laughs> how come Joe Biden never had conversations with his parents where they just talked about kid stuff like puppies and kittens and. You know how the well, if he was in Delaware, it was maybe an Orioles fan growing up, or the Washington Senators or something, the old football team. Not kid stuff like you know my 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 dad said, my pop said to me, Joey, let's make a wagon and play. All his parents only only spoke in very lofty terms to him, considering he was just a little kid. Always very high minded. Uh, pieces of philosophy and these uh, strong moral tenets they'd bestow onto him at a really young age. You know, the kids wearing a coonskin cap, you know, watching Howdy Doody and uh, the and, uh, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or whatever that uh, the Mickey Mouse Club. You know, maybe you don't have to go so high minded and heavy on them all the time. My mom used to have an expression. She said, "Joey, the greatest virtue of all is courage." Because without courage, you couldn't love with abandon. And without courage, none of the other virtues would exist. Uh, thanks, Mom. Can I have chocolate milk, please? 
All of those. It's all the same. It's all the same. Joey, a job is the most important thing you can have because a man learns principles through a job. And it's, that's an expression. My mom used to have an expression. She said, Joey, the greatest virtue of all is courage. My dad used to have an expression. He used to say, nothing's free. And I used to think, um, no, that's not true. I mean, you can go to the supermarket and all these little flyers in the wall are free and, you know, there's a free sample here. But that's an expression. It's two words. Nothing's free. And, you know, it, later on, I realized he's right. Nothing is free. Nothing's free. That's an expression. You know, long tomes on courage and that a job means the character of a man is built brick by brick, Joey. Obviously, it's not true. I mean, that never happened. But I just I noticed that about him. It's like Kasich, actually. You'll probably hear tonight about how his dad was a poor mailman. And oh, oh, you're definitely going to hear that tonight. Uh, there's a great piece out there uh, in the Washington Examiner about this whole mail U.S. post office uh, this fraudulent attack that Trump's going to try to steal the election with the post office. But, uh, you know, if Trump wins, and at this point I think he's, at this point I think unless he blows himself up, which is, of course, entirely possible, at this point I think he's trending in the right direction. And I would say right now, if I had to bet right now, I would say Trump wins. But already the left and Democrats already have a new a new um, scandal ready. Last time it was Russia, now it's... Post office. Trump is using the post office. Post office. Post office. Same old thing. Same old thing. Doesn't matter. All right, Joe Biden. So Cardi B has made it very clear in this interview a couple of times. She already said, hey, I want there to be free college and free health care. Pretty standard Democratic stuff these days, unbelievably. And Joe Biden. Oh, sorry about that buzz. Joe Biden is obliging her. By the way, we're going to have, if I get elected president, free college education. For four years of college, flat out. Anybody with a family less than 125 grand, you're going to get a free education. Everybody gets free education for 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 a, a community college. Everybody wants to go on and become and become an apprentice. Free, free, free. Do they have apprentices anymore? I assume he means like a trade school thing. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they have apprentices. Maybe they do. I like that though. To Joe, I mean, this is why you don't put. Biden have him sit down with Jonathan Swan or or uh, Chris Wallace because you can't free college for everybody. Yeah, it's free, free. You got to pay for college. Somebody's paying for college, so it's absolutely not free. But he's not going to exactly be cross examined by Cardi B. Oh, so hurry, Cardi, hanging on. Let me tell you about my college experience. Right. I would. I got to say, I was surprised to hear that she was a college person. And um, based on nothing more uh, than I'm just, um, you know what, I am I just didn't think that she was. She doesn't, she doesn't seem to be overly educated. Okay? I, I don't mean that in a bad way. She's had an incredible, and I, I think college is overrated almost in 86% of the cases, useless anyway. But I'd like to hear about her college experience. I did not know this. Let me tell you about. By the way, if she put herself through college, that's great. Let me tell you about my college experience, right? Yep. Um, you know, I'm from New York, so when you're in high school and or middle school, they give you a, a free metro car so you could travel for you to be able to go to your school. And of course, they give me they gave me free lunch. When I was in college, I had to get a job 
because I really needed $5 every single day to be able to go from Washington Heights to Chamber Street. And then I had to feed myself. Sometimes I had to wait. I had to wait from 1 p.m. all the way to 9 p.m. That's that's my, my schedule to get home so I could be able to eat because that whole time right there, I couldn't afford to go to McDonald's. I couldn't afford to go to any restaurants around Chamber Street on my break. And the and, and you had to pay for lunch, the school lunch there. So I was just starving. So I would say a little bit of cry me a river on that. It, a lot of people have no money when they're that age and going to college and having a job and can't afford to go to McDonald's. And I understand. I, I also, you know, I also, um, when I was a young guy, had uh, zero money. But, you know, but it's funny that that's her college experience. That's it. That's all she talked about. This was. Let me tell you about my college experience, right? That was it. Was it having to work nine hours and having to not be able to go to McDonald's? Maybe college wasn't for you, Cardi B. Maybe it was. What do I know? You know who went to a good college, who's full of college knowledge, is AOC. And she has a new idea. The best thing, I like AOC. I've said this before, and I know that people don't like me liking her, but I do. Because she is so tenacious and so bold. And AOC leaves nothing. Did I say AOC or Cardi B? I'm talking about AOC now. AOC leaves nothing. Um, she leaves nothing to her inner monologue. Everything is aired out. Every idea of hers. And she goes right on Instagram. And it just shoots it out there. Not afraid. She is unafraid to say things that in many rooms, that intelligentsia generally would find horrifically stupid. But she says them. And she does it with a smile and with positivity. That's why she's talented. She really is talented. I don't know that this idea is brilliant, but let's hear her out. Hello, everyone. I have been thinking about ways to help you help the post office. And I think I've got an idea and I'm interested in hearing your thoughts. So one of the best ways to support the post office is to buy stamps. What do you all think? Would you guys be down and excited if I set up a national progressive pen pal program? Um, okay, so we're going to buy stamps and send each other letters. Look at the arc. Al Gore invents the internet and email. And just 28 years later, AOC is inventing or reinventing snail mail. Do all the work of... By the way, why just progressives? Why Why do you want... I don't want to, to write a um, my pen pal. By the way, how shady is that these days? Just writing to me about the Green New Deal. But I'm um, listening. Connecting you to somebody else, we would offer maybe some conversation prompts or postcard prompts and even like a printable postcard format. You just send it out. Uh, would you guys be down? Do you like that idea? I'm down. I'm down. I've never had a pen pal. That's a blast from the past. I mean, uh, although it would be interesting. I mean, can people write anymore? I can barely write. But maybe if you need... 
if you need to create a new marketplace of pen pal writers to save the post office, maybe the post office is not needed. If there's not naturally that much volume, if not enough people need to utilize it out of actual need, then why do the passion project? Why not just go down to like five days a week delivery or four days a week delivery? Donald Trump just tweeted out, save the post office, which means that Democrats may back off the save the post office stuff immediately. Trump is on a roll. I'm sorry. I, I realize that he's entirely capable of, you know, blowing himself up. But he's been rolling here for a couple of weeks. And this latest stuff with the, with the post office and now him wanting funding for the post office and being on that side of the push, he has absolutely turned the tables on the Democrats. And it's smart. He's also found or rediscovered his sense of humor. And that's very important for a politician. If you can make it seem like your table is the fun table at the bar and the other table is the lame table... And no doubt with Trump and Hillary, who the hell would want to hang on Hillary's table? Although if she drank and Trump didn't. Just same with Bush and Kerry. Who would want to hang around that table? I mean, who'd run on the John Kerry table? I'm reporting for duties. You know, what a square. And Bush with Gore, the same thing. Bush was a kind of a guy's guy. He was a relatable guy. Obama, the same thing. Who do you want to hang out with at the bar? Barack Obama? Or Mitt Romney. Obama's much more fun. He's a more relatable guy. He's, I mean, he'd be loud, gregarious. He's, uh, you know, a talker. So here's Trump today. <laughs> now that we're on the the um, subject of college, <laughs> I don't know how much of this stuff was in the teleprompter and how much Trump was talking. He was in Wisconsin today. Take it away. People with diplomas, people without diplomas, college students. Crummy students, great students, horrible students, dumb people, liberal people, conservative people. Everybody was doing the best they've ever done. PhDs from MIT, PhDs from crummy colleges. <laughs> Everybody was doing the greatest, the best they've ever done. That is smart. That is smart. He's freewheeling. He's comfortable. Remember yesterday we talked about commanding a room? Well, he's in an airplane hangar in this case, but... He's comfortable enough to just shoot the breeze with people, but the messaging is there. Remember, back in February, how well you were doing. We can be back in February, except with no COVID and no uh, you know, race riots and things. Saying that's a world you can have. Remember all the prosperity. Remember your paychecks were big. And remember when all of the places that were hiring, HVAC and other trucking companies, etc., were giving like $10,000 bonuses. There were too many jobs. There weren't enough people to fill all the jobs just months ago. He's saying we can get back there. And the Dow's already, you know, rocking and rolling. I mean, this economy wants to do well again. And Trump, that's his best shot, is to let people know that he's the guy. He's the economy guy. He may be a jerk a lot, but he's the economy guy. He's also the foreign policy guy, you know, with the UAE stuff with, uh, with Israel. That's incredible that Israel is beginning... A, a, a network of diplomatic relations in the Middle East is incredible and historic. Unlike previous presidents, this, this president has not been involved or, or at least has not um, 
has not increased the amount of foreign intervention we're having. We didn't do a lead from behind uh, Air Force uh, inclusion in the uh, Libyan revolution, which uh, you know has resulted in complete chaos. He's not Trump is not responsible for the Iraq War. Uh, obviously, that's been drawn down. The um, the uh, Afghanistan War that's been drawn down. Trump intends to draw it down even more, even though I'm. I hear conservatives thoughtfully dis- describe why it's not a smart idea. But hey, if you don't like... He, Trump doesn't like foreign wars. You get that. He doesn't like being screwed by other countries. You get that, including China. You saw that. And uh, and he wants... Uh, he He's for fostering peace in the Middle East, at least among Sunni countries and, uh, and Israel at the moment. We'll see how all that stuff works out. He has this president has something to write to run on, especially if you can just take the snapshot of six months ago. Can he do it? It it matters. Joe Biden needs to get out, and he's going to need with the polls tightening. He's going to need to be out there more. If people look at Biden and say that guy's just not there, and if they look at Kamala Harris and say she is, whichever uh, policies positions and opinions you pour into her, and that day is who she is. And it, it it's there's a, a disparate look from day to day. People are going to say this isn't even real. Or the people you need anyway, which is probably just about a hundred thousand voters. Trump just he he needs to to appear like he's taking COVID seriously. He needs to appear like he's taking the presidency seriously. And here's a big one. He needs to for, for, he needs to be appear in good luck with this like he's worthy of garnering empathy is it garnering or engendering i forgot um uh, and he he's got to give suburban women a reason a reason to feel good about voting for him because right now if it's just on the jerk uh, issue Biden's get the better situation going. Although I'm, I think there there'll be more media. I think I think Biden's going to take some more hits on his, uh, on the Me Too stuff, and the sniffing and touching and, and stuff. I think it's only a matter of time. They are. I, I've, I'm noticing whisperings out there, and I mean the Republicans. I assume have have been, have been interviewing thousands of people. So, so we'll see. But that's his best bet. That's his best bet. We'll see. If not, then it's President Biden and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, and and I'll be fine. We'll all be fine. But you know what we should do? We should this year. We should all do our best to not be jerks. And when I say that, I mean you, we were calling them a few months ago Karens, but people like that. Like, not, why would you spend any time on Facebook like, reporting people? Hey, somebody's walking. Even our next door neighbors, somebody ratted them out. Uh, like even eight months ago, because they were on in the middle of the winter in a, a field in the winter with their dogs, and it said no dogs allowed there. They had a puppy or something running around in the field, and somebody got on Facebook and said, "Look at their." They, clearly, the sign reads, "No dogs allowed." You've got their. It's like Jesus. How much do you have to suck to do that? And with the COVID stuff, it's just brought the worst out in people. There's this wedding happening that happened in. Um, in Hawaii, 
on the beach in front of in front of a rental uh, unit, essentially. So what happened was this couple, they rented a villa that was on the beach, and there's video of it, and they're a very lovely couple, and it's a lovely small gathering, and they walked to the beach to get uh, to actually take their vows in a beautiful Hawaiian beach. So this woman notices this, and she says, I'm going to make sure that I, that I bust this thing up. And she runs through, she sees them in the distance, and she runs down the beach in there and demands, she might probably makes this noise, and demands that um, uh, it, it, she breaks the thing up. Because this couple had, instead of you know, getting married on the property of the vacation rental, which this woman, by the way, said was also not allowed under COVID rules, they moved a few feet onto the public beach, and the public beach, of course, has been closed by order of the governor or whichever, you know, authoritarian has decided that uh, that the beach is a dangerous place for humanity now, which doesn't make any sense to me. But here she is. She comes upon the wedding. She's not going to let this happen. Aloha. That's not your house. You lie. This is the beach, and the beach is closed. I hate to. This is the beach. She hates to. This is the beach, and the beach is closed. You guys get a vacation home, which is illegal. Vacation home, illegal. And then, and we know property. You want to tell me about property? Let's talk about property. Because oh, she's going to get arrested too pretty soon. Oh, no, that's not harassing. The cops are coming. Great. Thanks. And this couple is so lovely. They just moved down to the beach just for the vows. And this person comes up and just ruins it. So what they ended up doing is is moving like 20 yards back onto the property that abutted the beach and doing it out in the grass there. And the woman then went away. Like Jesus, how terrible do you have to be? How terrible do you have to be? We've got to get better than that. We can't have this. We can't have this all the time, all the time, all the time, just being total and complete jerks. And it's going to happen more, though, if... if Next thing that will happen is this, is that the people who will take the government's deal on what schooling is going to look like, which is going to be social distancing and all that stuff, will now start having a problem with the people homeschooling. And they're going to be envious of what the homeschoolers get to do and the flexibility and this and that. And they're going to start nitpicking. Jesus. You know, I can just see it. Oh, my kid's been in school today, but it's funny. The neighbors who homeschool, their kids have been mostly out in the jungle gym. Huh. I don't call that education exactly. This is child cruelty. You can imagine. You can imagine that people are going to go right to right to the worst possible scenario. Don't be a rat. Nobody likes rats. Come on, guys. Come on. There was one more thing I wanted to talk about very quickly. Uh, the beach and oh 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 yes oh this is so good this is so beautiful New York Times this is a New York Times opinion piece by David Bentley Hart and he has three names and you're about to find out why it's called can we please relax about socialism get ready you're gonna hate this guy David Bentley Hart can we please relax about socialism's New York Times he writes. To be, I have to have a sip of this uh, water. If you hear screaming, that's just my kids in another room screaming. Those are not 
blood-curdling screams of death. Those are just insane people's screams. All right, New York Times article. Can we please relax about socialism? Only in America is the world freighted with so much perceived menace. <laughs> Here we go, David Bentley Hart. To be trapped in the boarding area of a smallish airport in the upper Midwest is, as often as not, to be subjected to that bestial din of fricatives, gutturals, plosives, and shrieks of hysterical alarm that constitutes political discussion on Fox News pouring incessantly from those obnoxious, pendulous ceiling televisions. You tell me this guy is not a complete dickhead already? What it to be subjected to that bestial din? I don't bestial din. What an a hole. Okay, I'm gonna look up bestial. Okay, bestial over like an animal or animals. Okay, that guess that makes sense. Bestial din. Fricatives. You know you don't know what this word is, so don't pretend you do. It's F R I C. A fricative consonant. E G. A fricative consonant, F and whatever fricative sounds. Okay, fricative is in phonetics a cons consonant sound. Okay, okay, consonants. If I was this guy editor, I would beat him so badly with a stapler. Um. Okay. Oh no no no. Where are you? Get back here. Here you go. Gutturals. What is a guttural? I use that's guttural language. Plosives. What is a plosive? A plosive, a plosive speech sound. The basic plosives in English are T, K, and P. And shrieks of hysterical. Okay. Now I've gotten through this. So, to be trapped in the boarding area of a smallish airport in the upper Midwest is, as often as not, to be subjected to that bestial din of fricatives, gutturals, plosives, and shrieks of hysterical alarm that constitutes political discussion on Fox News, pouring incessantly from those obnoxious, pendulous ceiling televisions. And unless one fancies running the TSA's gantlet of gropers again, oh my God, I freaking hate this guy. And unless one fancies running, one fancies? What a freaking dandy. And unless, oh, buzz. I get that. Okay. And unless one fancies running the TSA's gantlet, is gantlet another word for gauntlet? Jesus. Let's gantlet. Let's see. Okay. Gantlet is gauntlet. Okay. He's just a jerk. Jesus Christ. How, like, neckerchief yacht total DB is this guy? Uh, and unless one fancies running the TSA's gantlet of gropers again, there's no escape. The experience is especially nasty if one's weight coincides with the primetime shows hosted by those two almost indistinguishable fellows with the suety faces, bouffant coiffures, and nerve-wracking mezzo-castrato voices. I need to freaking take, uh... I need to start breathing right now. Uh, uh, Tom, we're not angry. We don't want to hurt anybody. Don't let the man upset you. Don't let the man upset you. 
out is fine. One's weight coincides. It's fine. Get back to this this piece by David Bentley Hart. Or past the gantlet. Okay, coincides on. Uh, fellow, fellows, oh, those two are almost indistinguishable. The experience is especially nasty if one's weight coincides with the primetime shows hosted by those two almost indistinguishable fellows. With suety faces, S-U-E-T-Y, suety, suety, what does that mean? Fatty, okay. Suety faces, bouffant coiffures, and nerve-wracking mezzo-castrato voices. This guy should, if there's a Nobel Prize for a-holes or a Pulitzer Prize for a-holes, this guy should immediately be awarded both of those. This guy is in the elite. Hey, stop it. Sorry. Stop buzzing. Thank you. That fate, at least, I avoided a few weeks back. Instead, there I was with the commenter Ben Stein, hovering over me like some grim heathen god, exuding all effervescent charm of a despondent tree sloth, glumly wobbling his jowls and opining that Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez espouses a political philosophy that in the past led to the rise of Hitler and Stalin. Now, I realize that this has become axiomatic on America's excitable right. I know also that in this country we employ terms like socialism with wanton indifference to historical details and conceptual distinctions. I grasp, too, that many among us truly believe that, say, a higher marginal tax rate or a public subsidy for poor children's dentistry is only a step away from the gulags. We're now being treated to an a-hole and an ascot unearthing some sarcasm for our benefit. And I am painfully aware that the male fox commentariat nurtures its sickly obsession with Miss Ocasio-Cortez partly because they resent her cleverness, charisma, and moral vitality, but mostly because they suspect that in high school she was one of those girls they had no hope of getting a date with, though really she comes across as someone who could look past a face of even the purest suet if she thought she glimpsed a healthy soul behind it. This man is a sick bastard. Then again, however, I was emotionally unprepared for this particular assault on my intelligence. I can imagine the onslaught that you must under withstand every day, David Bentley Hart. I was emotionally unprepared for this. Man, I have had editors who would beat me to a pulp with a baseball bat until I was comatose for six years if I handed in this high-minded, smarmy, smug shite. Just then, however, I was emotionally unprepared for this particular assault on my intelligence. I cast a fond, forlorn glance back in the direction of those TSA agents and their warm, inviting paws, tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek. 
Absurd as it was, though, Mr. Stein's remark was not all that far removed from mainstream American public opinion. Even though the liberal left, in quotes, in this country is densely populated with politicians whose stated views on socialism seem scarcely more exact. It may be amusing to hear Republicans assert that a military kleptocracy like Venezuela is a socialist country because its government uses that word when they lie about itself, rather than in the way that North Korea claims to be a people's democratic republic. Get me, huh? huh? It may make one wince. If you say one, one more time, I'm going to lose my freaking... When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes And okay. something without warning, love Okay, everything's fine. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. <clears throat> Uh, it may make one wince to see Senator Bernie Sanders obliged, as he was on Monday at a town hall hosted on CNN, to explain once more that the totalitarian statism of the Soviet Union had nothing to do with far older tradition of democratic socialist thought. But fair is fair. It's not much less bizarre to hear a progressive like Julian Castro, the former housing secretary, assert that, quote, socialism simply means state seizure of all the means of production. More Here's more parentheses. Had Marx and Engels only known this, they might have spared themselves the effort of denouncing the socialists of their time for failing to call for a completely centralized economy. Ha ha ha. Freak, this guy freaking loves himself. He loves himself. I don't know what you're saying, you idiot. He's just lathering himself and, you know, caressing himself. Jesus. Write things. Just say what you mean, you effete dickhead. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, do I go on with this piece of crap? Okay, I'll go on. Okay. Well, only in America, as they say, only here is the word socialism freighted with so much perceived menace. Freighted. What a jerk. We're freighted with so many perceived a-holes like you. I take this to be a symptom of our unique national genius for stupidity. Thankfully, we have you, Bentley Clarkson, or whatever your name is. Daryl Bentley. What's his name? David Bentley Hart. Oh, my God. I'm going to get some audio on this guy. I bet you he's just beautiful to listen to. In every other free society with a functioning market economy, socialism an ordinary, rather general term for sane and compassionate governance of the public purse for the purpose of promoting general welfare and a more widespread share in national prosperity. Um, all right, do I go to the... This thing freaking never ends. Uh, so I should be diverted military. Okay, I'll, go, I'll, do, I'll do the two last paragraphs. Americans, however, recoil in horror from these intolerable impositions on personal liberty. He's talking about things like uh, um, socialist programs. He, if you don't know it, he's very tongue-in-cheek. He's an intellectual who's very tongue-in-cheek. If you don't get it, he's you just can't decipher him. Not everybody is given the brain power that this guy was. Some of us are appropriately even, like Mr. Stein, canny enough to see the shadow of the death camps falling across the world's sordid spectacle. We know that civic wealth is meant not for civic welfare, but should be diverted to the military-industrial complex 
by the purchase of needless weapons systems or squandered through obscene tax cuts for the richest of the investment class. Man, the sarcasm dripping off this man. This guy's words are like daggers. We know that working families should indenture themselves for life to predatory lending agencies. We know that when a child of a working family has cancer, they, that child should be denied more expensive treatments and then probably die, but not before his or her family has been utterly impoverished. Yes, that's, that's no straw man there at all. We know that the child who has cancer should die. Right. That, the consensus in saying that is a real big one out there, Bentley. Here we go. Closing paragraphs, everybody. We call this, I believe, being free. You see, the dogs are even going crazy for this guy's stuff. We call this, I believe, being free. And as long as we have access to all the military-grade guns we could ever need to fight off invasions from Venus and to assure that our children will be slaughtered at regular intervals in their schools, what else can we reasonably ask for? Oh, my God, this guy. This guy. We will be revisiting David Bentley Hart. He's a is an affiliated scholar. There, there's your college. College produced this complete frigging jerk. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe this. version of this article was the author of Oh my god. He had they had to file a Ah, <laughs> uh, nope, it's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. Everybody's happy. You're fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. Oh my god, that guy killed me. Alright. More audio from this fellow a bit later. Thanks for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Tom Shattuck. And subscribe to the Low Sun if you'd like. And uh, appreciate it. Leave a review. Five stars would be appreciated. I'm told that leads to good things. I don't know. We'll see. Thanks a lot. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.